everyone to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. You know I'm talking about the Fight Podcast, and I am your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente. And today, today we have an amazing episode on tap for you guys, man. I hope everything has been amazing. Um, it is cold as all hell here in Chicago. It's been snowing. I know we were all talking about fall and loving fall. And I know I talked about I love the way I layer and the fashion and everything. But yo, this is too much. This is nuts. It's not even Thanksgiving and we got February weather. Yo, I woke up this morning. I kid you not. I go out there, I talk to Google, I ask Google how she's doing in the morning, and she told me with the wind, it was negative four outside. Fam, it's mid-November, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> it's crazy outside, uh, and it's funny, these are the type of things that make me want to move to LA. I mean, for real, granted, my lovely girlfriend lives out there, but this weather is nuts. I call her up. I'm like, babe, what's what's the weather over there like today? She's like, oh, you know, it's a little chilly. I had to go out and throw a, a sweater on. It's 65. Yo, kick rocks sideways. It is frosty out there. You know it's cold when your dog looks at you crazy when it's time to go outside. I opened the door this morning. My dog legitimately looked at me and turned around like, I'll hold it. We're good. It's nuts outside, man, but um, that might be the only thing that is frosty because we've been hot with some news and we had some firefights. And uh, before I get on today's menu, you know, we got to give a shout out to the plug. I'll give a shout out to our sponsor who keeps the lights on for us. That is none other than Sage Eats. Sage Eats Chicago is a healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company right here in Chicago. They offer healthy meals and fitness mentoring. They deliver and cook meals that are healthy all to your specifications right to your home and office. If you do not live in Chicago, that's okay. They have something for you as well. Sage Eats now offers fitness mentoring or you have a coach that writes your workout, does everything online for you guys, and they also offer nutrition consultation. So check out Sage Eats today, sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Check them out everywhere. Social media is as well at Sage Eats Chicago. Um, while we're giving out plugs, remember, Tell your friends, listen to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. The Fight Podcast, we are everywhere podcasts are available. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You could also look at the website, thefightpodcast.com. Um, and check us out everywhere podcasts are available or 
on social media as well at the fight podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. I love all of the comments that we've been getting. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but yo, it's for real. I love the communication. I love that people have been giving me questions, comments, concerns, sliding into my DMs, doing everything, man. And we've been getting back and forth, man. So I love it. Keep up with the communication. And if you guys continue asking me, we will make sure that for the holidays, we will finally have up some merch for the fight podcast so the more you guys ask we will make sure we go ahead and give you guys that one all right uh with that being said yo let's go ahead and jump into it man um on today's menu we are gonna go ahead and break down all the fight action for this past weekend you know we're gonna cover ufc moscow we have to talk about the big boxing fight of the weekend, which, no, it wasn't a big name. It was the YouTube sensations, KSI versus Logan Paul. We'll discuss that and if it was good or bad for boxing. Um, we're also going to go ahead and discuss this week's winners and losers on top of so much more all right boom um i hope your guys week has been going well so far i woke up this morning like i said to frigid cold weather but i also woke up to a text from my girlfriend and a in a password link baby do me a favor i got us disney plus this is the password go ahead and download it let me know what you think Yo, Disney out here trying to change the game. I was like a little kid. I wake up every day roughly mm, 6 a.m. or so, between 5.30 and 6 a.m. Um, I get up, man, and I get the text. First thing I do is I download it. This app is crazy. Yo, Netflix, man, you better get it together, man. And granted, I hear Netflix is doing something with uh, with Nickelodeon. With If they partner with them, dope. But man, you got Hulu, you got Nat Geo, you have everything on the Disney side. ESPN, which means you got the UFC and all kinds of stuff, man. But all in all, yo, the Disney Plus app is dope. All the Marvel movies, the entire Disney vault on top of like documentaries and stuff. Yo, I love it. I was out there like a little ass kid. I had to turn it off just so I can get to work. So, uh, ooh, I definitely watched The Mandalorian too. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. And I know a lot of people love Star Wars. I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy in the world, but The Mandalorian, I was here for the shits. I was here for the Boba Fett vibe. Uh, so um, all in all, man, it was dope. I'm excited about it, but it did, does not and did not excite me as much as these fights we got coming up. Um, oh, really quick last thing before we get into the fights i want to talk about um and i know we'll talk about it in our boxing episode that is always out friday morning and that is with my boy brandon camille so keep your eyes and ears open for that on friday morning but he and i will talk a little bit more about hip-hop but the dave east album dave east came with it dave east um if you guys do not know who dave east is which sounds like Gilbert Arenas does not. Thought he was a model of some sort, but he's not. 
dope-ass rapper, Nas Protégé, used to hoop with uh, Kevin Durant. Dude is all-around dope. Um, he actually plays Method Man in the Hulu's um, Wu-Tang uh, series, I guess you can call it. Dude is dope. Finally dropped his debut album. It was super dope. Look, um, little boom bap, little uh, storytelling made me feel like old-school New York vibes. I like it. I'm here for it. Um, I got I got to listen to it a little bit more before I give you guys my real take on it. And uh, I definitely got to talk about the the best hip hop and R&B of the year. So we'll talk about that at some point in time at towards the end of the year, which, damn, we're almost there. Crazy. Um, but look, let's jump into it, man. We have a lot to get into today. UFC Moscow was this past weekend. Um, the UFC went out there um, in Moscow. Uh, their second event that they've had in Russia, and it was headlined by Zabit Magomed Sheripov and Kelvin Cater, Boston's very own, man. Yo, it was a good fight. It was a good fight, but I think at the end of the day, there are far more questions than answers, especially when it comes to Zabit. So let me go ahead and get into this. Zabit Magomed Sheripov in the featherweight division has been the boogeyman. This is 145 pounds, the division that is headed by the champion, one of my favorite fighters of all time, that is Max Blessed Holloway, who is going to defend his title on December 14th against Alexander Volkanovsky, which should be an amazing fight. But Magomed Sheripov has been waiting for a title shot. He is, you know, well, before this fight was 5-0 leading into this event. Um, with this fight, a lot of people, depending on how he performed, were really thinking that, yo, this dude can possibly get a title shot. A lot of people truly felt that way. So I was curious because, look, I'm a Zabit fan. I think dude is here. I, I was here for it when he went ahead and got Brandon Davis with the Suvlev stretch. I was here for it. But I again, a lot of people jump on the bandwagon and unless there's somebody like, okay, there are a couple people like I definitely jumped on the Adesanya bandwagon from the jump. From the very beginning, I jumped on it. Conor McGregor, on the other hand, I didn't jump on the bandwagon right away. I jumped on for a second, then I jumped right back off. I jumped on right after he beat Dennis Seaver. Because for me, I was like, you know what? This dude is a star. I'm a fan of how we went out here and did it. And I loved how he called out Jose Aldo afterwards. I was there for it. Now, since then, we all know it's well documented. I talk about it a lot. I don't like dude. He can kick rocks sideways. I have since fallen off the bandwagon. But Zabit is one of those guys that has that potential to have the star power like a Khabib Nurmagomedov, who is the champion at 155 pounds. Another Dagestani, another guy who trains here in the States. He trains over there in New Jersey with Frankie Edgar and all those boys. Mark Henry, the amazing head coach out there. So in Toms River, New Jersey. So we've all known about Zabit for a minute. Mark Henry, again, the head coach out there in Toms River, has said the head coach of Zabit, he trains the likes of Eddie Alvarez. Frankie Edgar, 
Edson Barbosa. The list goes on and on. He's worked with some of the best of the best. Ricardo Almeida. And what does he say? Mark Henry says that Zabit is the best he has ever seen. They said he ragdolls dudes in the gym. And he's shown flashes of that throughout his career. Would he show it this weekend? No. No, he didn't. There were, let me rephrase that. There were a couple flashes, but was it the was it the real guy? Was it what we thoroughly anticipated and expected when waiting for this event? Was it? I mean, I have to say no. Granted, Calvin Cater is one of the toughest guys in the division. Well, here, let, let's do this. Before I get into it, and I know a lot of you guys are going to think that I'm out here shitting on the beat. What I want to do is I want to talk about the fight itself. So the fight starts off. First round, crowd's going nuts. Moscow loves the beat. Especially after a little slow co-main event, which we'll talk about in a moment, with Alexander Volkov. So... The fight kicks off, and then you're seeing the pace. You're seeing the skills. You see Zabit throwing all these crazy shots. We see him doubling up on his jab. We see him dictating the pace of the fight. We see Kelvin Cater looking like, at the end of the day, he might not be ready for the smoke. His timing is off. He seems like he's lunging forward. He can't quite get to Zabit. Now, remember, Zabit, badass dude, number five ranked featherweight in the world with a record of 17 and one. Kelvin Cater with a record of 20 and three, the number 11th ranked guy in the world. Zabit, 13 fight win streak. Six KOs, seven submissions. Kelvin Cater just coming off of a huge win off of Ricardo Lamas, Chicago's very own. So the fact that Zabit was putting the yammers on him in the first round, really beating him to the punch, doing an amazing job of outstriking him. Kelvin Cater only landed 11 strikes in the very first round. Zabit landed over 40. So you can see where I'm getting at with this. He dominated the first round. The second round, he dominated and towards the end. Third round, he was looking up at the clock. If there was a fourth and fifth round, the way a lot of people anticipated, especially this being a headlining event. Y'all, I'm going to be the first one to tell you guys, yo, Kelvin Cater would have won this fight. Oh, Serge, you tripping. You said that Jorge Masvidal wasn't good. He would have still beaten uh, Nick, Nate Diaz uh, if it went to the fourth and fifth round. You're contradicting yourself, Serge. Well, actually, no, I'm not. Again, the proof is in the pudding. Nothing statistically showed me that Jorge Masvidal was slowing down. Jorge Masvidal, each and every round, first, second, third, was extremely consistent. He landed between 33 and 42 shots each of those rounds. So there was no statistical evidence to show me that Jorge was slowing down. And we've also never seen Jorge slow down in his UFC career. This man has never been finished. He's never been tired. 
point blank. Zabit, on the other hand, we've seen slow down at the end of fights. We've seen him slow down um, against a number of his opponents. In the third round, remember how I told you guys Kelvin Cater only landed 11 shots? In the third, he landed a 44. Now, Zabit's consistency was still the same. But the difference is his opponent's activity level kicked up. Why is that? How is it that in the first round, I can stay consistent throughout, but then my opponent can't hit me, but then I become more and more and more hittable. How does that happen? Well, look, the way that happens is this. Zabit is known for throwing a lot of wild and funky shots. But here's the difference between him and somebody who else throws a lot of wild shots like an Israel Adesanya, who is the middleweight champion in the UFC, biggest current star we have. The difference is Zabit throws a lot of these wild, high difficulty, again, big energy shots, but he never lands them. Adesanya says it himself, I don't hope and pray, I aim and fire. That's, that's a big difference. So what's happening is that Zabit's opponents are understanding that he's really not going to catch him. He's going to throw these shots. All I got to do is take a step back and then I'm right back in the action. Here's the thing also. Look at the guys at the top of that division. Alexander Volkanovsky. The champ Max Bless Holloway. Both of these guys are guys who one are extremely durable and two, put a pace on you. Both of these guys statistically get stronger as the fight goes on and on. When Zabit, on the other hand, doesn't. And here's the thing that Zabit has. If Zabit had knock you out power, he would be able to do that. But he does not have one strike knockout power. Zabit is a round winner. He's not out there really hurting anybody. He's extremely skillful, but we're not seeing it. And at this point in time, I'm going to be very honest with you. Yes, he received the unanimous decision win. But I do not see him beating. He needs another fighter too. Because at this point in time, if I look at the rest of the division, number one, Alexander Volkanovsky, bad matchup for him. Number two, Brian Ortega. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm interested but he right now is fighting the Korean Zombie, the number seventh ranked guy. That fight is December 21st in South Africa. We'll see what happens. Maybe that's a possible for his next opponent. I think Yair, the number six guy in the division, would be an incredible fight for Zabit. And at this point in time, I'll be here to tell you, I think Yair wins because I think Yair has a little bit more power and a little higher finishing rate. So we'll see. I think he's a fighter to away. But if he can get past, whether it be Ortega, the Korean Zombie, or Yair, then 1,000% he deserves a title shot. But after that last performance, fam, you didn't show me enough. You actually dropped the ball. I, I can't give it to him. Now, on the other hand, Kelvin Cater, where does he go? Boston's very own. He didn't show bad for himself. In fact, most people after watching that fight, in fact, 
Luke Thomas of the of Morning Combat and uh, those guys, they agree with me and they say, look, if this fight went fourth and fifth rounds, Luke Thomas, the incredible, um, in my opinion, one of the best X's and O guy in the sport. He even admitted, yo, if this fight continued going. Kelvin Cater wins this all day. So when we see this, does Kelvin Cater drop? No, he's the number 11th ranked guy. This was a, you know, a chink in the armor. We saw something, but he can grow from this. Again, he is the number 11th ranked guy, but around him, I think he should get a top 10 dude. Give him a Josh Emmett. Give him that lipness test that I've talked about so regularly in this show in Jeremy Stevens. Either one of those guys would be a great, great matchup for uh, Kelvin Cater. So no shame in his game. I love what I saw from Cater. And Zabit, I'm going to be honest with you, yes, he won. But at this point in time, I have more questions than I have answers. All right. Um, the co-main event. The co-main event was versus uh, Alexander Volkov, the number six ranked heavyweight in the world. Moscow's very own against Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, I talked to him to my face, bottom to my face is blue. Um, Din Thomas was on our show. Um, uh, he's a friend of the show. Din Thomas, one of the greatest coaches in MMA today. He also said Greg Hardy has made a lot of changes in his life. And he's kind of got me not on the bandwagon, but I am open to seeing Greg Hardy, former NFL player, former NFL player that got kicked out of the league because of domestic abuse and now a UFC fighter. Look, I'm giving him a little bit more props than I have because it sounds like, and again, Den Thomas, somebody who was a friend of mine, somebody who I respect, has said that, look, man, get his dude a chance, so I am. And I also will give Greg Hardy a lot of respect because he only has eight fights in his MMA career and he has five of them this year. And he is already facing some of the top competition in the world. Yo, Alexander Volkov. <laughs> if you don't know Alexander Volkov, look, don't get it twisted. Just because he got torched by Derek Lewis, the black beast. It doesn't mean he's a scrub. This dude is a former N1 M1 global champion. He's a former Bellator world champion. He is one of the best heavyweights in the world. And until Derek Lewis knocked him out in the last 10 seconds of their match, he won every moment. So this is a huge step up in competition for a Greg Hardy. And I'm going to be honest with you. What happened in this fight? Pretty much exactly what I thought was going to happen. Alexander Volkov showed that he is a far more skillful individual. And I'm going to be honest with you, this side was boring. Super boring fight. It seemed like halfway through the fight, they both decided, look, Greg Hardy, both of them were like, look, I don't feel like getting knocked out today. I won't push so hard so you don't have to push so hard. And that's kind of what appeared to have happened to me. I definitely was not impressed. Um, okay, you know what? Let me rephrase that. Let me say this. Boring fight. I understand both guys' positions. Greg Hardy got ring experience, got the funk off of him after Inhaler Gate, which is cool. Alexander Volkov, first five back after getting knocked out by um, Derek Lewis, another big, scary black dude. I get it. 
good fight for him it was almost this was the best ufc or mma has ever done in terms of a warm-up fight for a big possible championship contender dude which is this so this was a warm-up fight get him back in there get his confidence back right and now alexander volkov can go out there and fight the top five guys in the division possibly a francis Ngannou, possibly a junior dos santos who he called out after the fight possibly an Alistair Overeem if he gets past his next opponent. These are the possibilities for Volkov, man. So all in all, like I said, man, the fight wasn't the most entertaining fight, but we did get some answers for it. And now the division kind of opens back up once again, man. So look, uh, it's a win for uh, Alexander Volkov. Um, but uh, all in all, man, it is what it is. All right. The rest of the fight weekend. yo. It's crazy how the biggest fight over this past weekend wasn't the UFC. It wasn't Billy Joe Saunders, who was the WBO uh, super middleweight champion. It wasn't the biggest prospect in boxing, Devin Haney. It was YouTube sensation Logan Paul versus KSI. They went out there. They didn't quite sell out the Staples Center in L.A., but what they did do is they got a crowd of 12,137 people. Not a bad look, man. Really, it's not a bad look. Uh, KSI ends up getting a win against Logan Paul. Um, This was both men's professional debut. Look, I'm not I'm not here to talk about logistics if these guys should have headlined the card. Um, but okay, let me talk about the fight first. In terms of the fight itself, I'm gonna be honest with you. Probably in terms of this boxing card, the most entertaining fight of the night. It really was. It was definitely the most entertaining fight of the night. These guys both came out there with their limited skill set and they came to fight. It was a six-round fight, and they were here for all six of them. Didn't They were in shape. They were conditioned. Kudos to both of those dudes. They had beef. They wanted to address that beef. They have a following, and they chose to do that by throwing fisticuffs, putting on 10-pound gloves, no headgear, and punching each other square in the face. I'm here for the shits. I am. I'm not mad at it at all. But I heard a lot of people talking about this. And okay, so let's talk about the fight itself. First and foremost, the fight. It was entertaining. Um, both men are garbage, right? They they really don't have that much of a skill set. But for somebody who has only one fight, look, Logan Paul was working behind his jab. He hurt KSI. KSI has was conditioned, was throwing big power shots. So that I will say, I really give respect and kudos to both both guys okay um in terms of the zone the production value once again is trash oh my god yo ryan garcia is an incredible talent in the squared circle but he is a shitty one outside of it he don't talk so good he doesn't he's not the underground king he's not all right. Uh, he went out there and I don't understand why they were doing that. They put Radio Raheem, who is a YouTube guy as well, um, who does boxing commentary. They had him on the desk as well. I see what DeZone is doing, but they got to do better. Yo, DeZone, if you want to hire somebody who is a has the mind and could actually talk that talk, 
Hire the underground king. You need to call me up, Serge Vicente. All the info is right there because the guys that you had, ugh, it wasn't a good look. And here's the other thing, too. We cannot make this sport. Yes, it was two YouTubers, but we can't make it a mockery. And the people that are in there have to treat it like a real fight. Jack Reese. Jack Reese, the uh, the referee, who is a respected referee, usually a hard-nosed guy, you can tell didn't care about this fight. He ended up taking two points from Logan Paul, which cost Logan Paul to fight. And I'll talk about Jack Reese in a little bit, but man, there was a lot of fuckery with this. Um, yo, I don't know if you guys have seen Jake Paul. That dude, yo, they took a picture. <laughs> they were inside of the locker room. Yo, you had Jake Paul with a grill holding the WBC belt, uh, talking about how they're going to take over boxing. It looked like the biggest fuckboy locker room I've ever seen in my life. It was crazy. It was, man. But you know what? Look, I again, I respect the fact these guys got into it. One thing I'll say is this. I don't think DAZN, if DAZN is going to be a part of this, phenomenal. But, man, whatever, man. I, I really feel like YouTube could even do their own thing and their own, like, YouTube reality star celebrity matches, like, their own league and not put them in there with the actual fighters. So that's my thing. The fight was whatever. But um, let's go ahead and talk about the co-main and the uh, real co-main event, which I'll start off with Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders uh, is the WBO uh, champion at super middleweight. And I'm going to be honest with you. Lackluster performance. It was just bad. Fought some scrub. And it was a very close fight until the knockout in the 11th round. This fight to me was not good. It was ugly it did not look skillful billy joe saunders who now again he moves his record up to 29 and 0 with 15 ko's um my impression is this after he after the fight he calls out no other than canelo alvarez and canelo alvarez right now like i've told you guys um i think he's the best fighter in the world number one pound for pound boxer in the world Canelo Alvarez in the last 14 months has won titles in four different weight classes. The legitimate one in three, the one that he has not won a legitimate title in is super middleweight. Billy Joe Saunders, who is now under the zone banner, wants that fight at 168 for Canelo. I think that fight is a great fight for Canelo. I think it is a terrible fight for Billy Joe. This is the second fight in a row that I've seen Billy Joe look trash. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity for Canelo to come back down to 168 and end up getting a washing. Get another legitimate belt and further build on his legacy. Um, I, I just don't think it's good. I really believe that Canelo Alvarez will cook him. And speaking of cooking, man, look, if you are tired of cooking at home and you live in Chicago, Sage Eats is for you. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Sage Eats offers healthy meals that they cook and deliver. 
directly to your home. It's not like one of those other boxes that you got to actually make it. They send ugly fruit and things like that for you. No, the food is packaged. It is cooked and it is made by chefs specific to your order and specifications, man. Check out Sage Eats today. If you are not in the Chicago area, it's cool. Sage Eats got you. Sage Eats now offers fitness mentoring where one of their fitness mentors on staff will write out a workout for you. They write out a program that helps you reach your goals and they also offer nutrition consultation. Check out Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. If you love what you're listening to, and I know you do, Tell your friends about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. You know I'm talking about the Fight Podcast. You are currently listening to episode 161. So that means you can tell your friends about 161 episodes that they got to catch up on. Um, Everywhere podcasts are available. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check out the Fight Podcast on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Also, check them out everywhere podcasts are available and on social media platforms at The Fight Podcast, man. And check me out, the underground king at Serge Vicente. All right, man. Let's go ahead and jump back into the episode. Man, Sage Eats out here changing lives. <laughs> uh, I, I'm one of those people that I have just a crazy, crazy, crazy sweet tooth. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really funny, man. It's one of those things that as I go out here and sip some tea, um, like I said, man, I, I love, uh, Sage Eats, um, being able to go out there and actually eat more veggies, um, and limit the amount of, uh, candy and shit that I've been eating, man. It, it makes a huge difference. My productivity has been jumped, is jumped up, um, my general mood has has adjusted and i know people always talk about energy and things like that uh, but it makes a difference uh, i don't know if all of you know this but i'm also i know i talk about you know the company and everything but strength and conditioning coach i've been doing it for a long time and man eating the right way is really the biggest thing man um i've been able to do more with my workouts train more because you know i still train mma kickboxing and boxing weekly so i stay active just in case anybody want to run up on the brother uh <laughs> yo i talk too much trash yo just in case i gotta keep my tools sharp uh so uh we're, we're at it man but uh check out sage eats man for real all right keep moving with the menu um like I said, Billy Joe, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I wasn't impressed. And I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't impressed either with the young king to be. And that is Devin Haney. You guys know how I feel. Devin Haney, record of 24-0. Um, he is the WBC lightweight belt holder. After he won, man, he called out. And again, it was a fight that he won easily. Very dominating win. But he didn't do what he was supposed to do. This was the fight that a lot of us expected Devin Haney to really show out. Big national stage on a big card. We expected him to go out here and just completely dominate his opponent, especially an opponent with under 15 professional fights. And yes, he dominated, but it wasn't what we expected. We didn't see 
the we saw flashes, but it's not like a Floyd Mayweather. We didn't see that pure pretty boy Floyd just dominance where he was embarrassing his opponent. And after the fight, he ended up calling out the in my opinion, number two pound for pound guy in the world in Vasily Lomachenko. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. Vasily Lomachenko had the WBC. He is the, the whatever, the fancy WBC belt holder. WBC is giving out belts like chiclets, bro. Um, they out there doing whatever. But Devin Haney wants at 135 pounds, lightweight, Vasily Lomachenko. I'm going to be honest with you guys. At this point in time, He's not ready for that smoke. He's just not. Skill-wise, he's not there. Um, I think he needs a little bit more fine-tuning. Maybe not by this year. Maybe possibly next year or the year afterwards he can get him. But a fight that I do see for um, Devin Haney is a fight with other very young and talented prospect, the 21-year-old Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is the... Little Canelo Alvarez, protege. Uh, he trains out there with Eddie Hernoso and all those boys. I think that would be a more understandable step up. Well, not that'll be a step up for both of them. But um, I can see that fight happening sooner than later. I think that's a fight that should happen. So at the end of the day, Devin Haney is he ready for the top of the top? No. Did this fight help him or hurt him? It hurt him more than it helped him. But um, I think it just proved to the rest of the world and all of us that, look, man, he's just not ready yet. He's still, he's only 20 years old, yo. He's 20. He has a lot of room to grow. I think we all need to kind of pump the brakes and uh, not rush or ruin a young champion and a young up-and-coming king like the man. But um, whatever, man, uh, good. At least he got the W, which I do appreciate. All right. Um always each and every um recap episode we have to talk about the weekends winners and losers and um i have to say uh this week let's 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 start off with a little negative because i want to end with a positive the negative is in the this weekend's losers and the biggest loser of the weekend has to be referee extraordinaire jack reese Jack Reese, yo, what are you doing? Referees' jobs, I think a lot of people have to understand this, is to be seen and not heard. Seen and not heard. Jack Reese did everything in his power to interject himself in the middle of the KSI Logan Paul fight. Right in the middle of it, telling everybody to calm down, telling the fighters to relax, and really being a little aggressive, a little bossy. Would he have spoken to Canelo Alvarez in that way? Would he have spoken to Deontay Wilder in that way? Yo, the answer is no. The fact that these were YouTubers, he was out there like not giving a fuck. And you can tell. And when uh, this fight happened in the fifth round and the fight that Logan Paul could actually win. It's only six rounds. He absolutely hurts his opponent. He drops his opponent. And again, remember, this is his first professional fight. He ends up catching uh, KSI in the face with an uppercut, puts his hand behind his head, hits him again, drops him. Jack Reese takes two points. Two points from the man in a fight that he ended up losing by split decision. I've never seen that before. What should have happened? He should have given a guy that is his first professional fight 
Give him a mulligan. Give him a pass. Give him a warning. You don't take two points, Jack Reese. Jack Reese, your job is to be seen and not heard. That is why you're this week's biggest loser of the weekend. Who else is a loser this weekend? And here's the thing. I rarely do this, but there are three more losers, and I'm going to throw all them into a big box. And the thing that makes it weird about the rest of these three losers of the weekend is that they all won their fights. All of them. Zabit, Magomed Sharipov, Billy Joe Saunders, and Devin Haney. Devin Haney less than the other two, but yo, the three of you guys lost this weekend. The three of them had an opportunity to prove that they are the best guys out there. Billy Joe and uh, and Zabit had opportunity to say, yo, Canelo Alvarez, yo, Max Holloway, I'm the next fight. I'm the biggest guy up next, and they didn't. They shit to bed. Both of them had eh, performances, and it proved it. That's why both guys probably aren't going to get the fights that they want next. They had opportunity to jump their star power up, and they didn't. Yes, their opponents came to fight, but if you're at the top of the food chain, your job is to get busy and these fools didn't get busy that's why the three of them are also the biggest losers of the weekend but we're not gonna stop there i gotta give you guys some winners and um surprising as it is the winners of this weekend i'm gonna say is danny roberts Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, if you guys haven't seen it, is somebody who is extremely skilled. He's a welterweight in the UFC, and he has gone, he's won one, lost one, won two, lost one, and always seems like he's right on the verge of stardom. This past weekend, he had a very rough, tough fight against one of Russia's guys, and it seemed like it was going all downhill until in the third round, my man figured out a way to pull a win out of his ass and got a huge knockout. Not only did he end up getting a post-fight bonus, he got the win, man. So uh, Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, to me, is the biggest winner of the weekend. Ah, there we go. All right. Yo, this has been episode 161 of the fight podcast um our fight recap episode we will be back with our wednesday five rounds of fight news and our fight pick episode and we also have our boxing centered episode coming out this upcoming friday that'll be episode 162 and 163 hey as always i am the host of the fight podcast the host of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe as always i'm the underground king serge vicente don't forget to look up sage eats chicago they're here for you guys and don't forget to holla at me on all social media platforms at serge vicente at the fight podcast and tell everybody that you love about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the world the fight podcast yo this has been episode 161 i love you guys as always i'm the underground king serge vicente Deuces! <laughs>